You're listening to the Built Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports. There's still time to sign up for Midco Sports, plus your streaming destination for University of North Dakota hoops, as well as football, volleyball, soccer, softball, and more. Midco Sports Plus is the home of the Summit League Network, getting you access to every live event, conference-wide, home and away. Sign up today at midcoastsportsplus.com. This is how we do sports, and this is the Built Shaves Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Bill Shaves Podcast. We are taping this on a Tuesday morning, the 6th of February. Alex Seinert, Bill Shaves. Bill, how are things going for you this morning? Things are great, Alex. Always great to see you. Um, we are, I think, we always start with a little temperature gauge. I think we're going to be in the 40s this week. So uh, that is a complete upset. It is crazy. It has been just the the weirdest winter so I, and, and no one's complaining. I don't, I don't hear a lot of complaints about the fact that it's 45 in February. It's crazy. Right. Because the pod's gone worldwide, Alex. So we have to give the uh, weather update, right? For <laughs> folks that it could be anywhere in the world listening to this. People are envious of the Grand Forks weather right now. When have, you, when have you ever said that in the middle of winter? It just doesn't happen. No, it really doesn't. But really concerning uh, the amount of rain that they got in Southern California yesterday, that was, uh, mm. you know, obviously thoughts to everybody there. But wow, yeah. I mean, really, really bad. Yeah, it's an El Nino year and everything's just a little bit, just a little bit off kilter. So, yep. but yeah, well, one guy who's never off kilter, who's always on point from start to finish is our guest today. He's in his ninth season as our analyst for UND Hockey on Midco Sports. He's coming to us from his office at State Farm in Brainerd, Minnesota. He's my friend and yours, the one and only Jake Brandt. Jake, thanks for being with us today, buddy. What a pleasure to be on this uh, podcast with you guys. Well, we appreciate you being here, Jake. And I know uh, um, you've been doing this thing for nine years with uh, the television uh, piece. And uh, just give us a little perspective on what you're what you're seeing this year. You see a lot of hockey games, and obviously uh, watch a lot of teams. And obviously, this is uh, you know relative to UND. But what's your thoughts at this point? This team has just kind of slowly been brewing something special here. Um, the ability to fit and go through a little bit of adversity there where they were not winning in overtime, but gaining valuable points. And then all of a sudden, a couple big weekends, and especially that weekend at home against Denver, boy, that was some of the best hockey I'd seen in a long time in that building. And it was methodical, every piece of it. Really impressive. Um, and they just have continued to just, Yeah, and that to me is the most amazing thing. You know, when you you look back at those that they had in overtime, they gained valuable points. Our fan base is the best in the world, but they they are not used to not winning all the time, right? And so you start hearing some whispers like, God, does this team have it? But boy, I tell you, they've answered any of those questions. And they got something special brewing. I mean, they're setting records right now, um, you know, as far as regulation wins and just, Play through this many conference games and get points is something special. Yeah, 21 games now without a regulation loss, which has tied a program record from a team that was that was pretty good, the 0607 team. They had some good players on that particular group. And as you mentioned it too, they've gone now 16 games into the NCHC season and they've taken points in all of them. The previous record was nine. They've almost doubled that up. Jake, what have you seen that's allowed this team to have this type of consistent success really from day one to now? 
really weird mix because it's like when they've needed great goaltending, they've gotten that out of Ludwig Person. He's just been incredible. I'm a huge fan of his. A professional, great guy. I actually had a, an opportunity to go with the team out to Miami, and I sat next to Ludwig's mom and dad. His girlfriend actually is on that skating team there who's, you know, one of the best in the country. And uh, just a well, family and just, uh, you know, just, just a remarkable guy. Um, and so it's nice to see him. But, I mean, they're winning it in all ways. I mean, they're they're coming back in third periods. You saw that Friday night. They just they have that swagger about them where there's never a doubt. And, and their high-level players step up at, at big times. And, you know, it's just a mix, though. They're getting scoring from the back end. I mean, Logan Britt was fantastic last weekend, chipping in on offense. And so it just seems like the guys that they need to perform are performing and they're getting help. And they just look like they can win the hard-nosed games and they can get up and down and, and they can score a goal. So it's a, it's a dangerous team come playoff time because things tighten up and when you have goaltending and you have special teams and the way that these guys compete and battle, boy, it's, it's an exciting time to be a UND hockey fan. No doubt. Jake, talk about, obviously, uh, you know, goaltenders well, um, and obviously having been one, um, just the time frame when, uh, when Hobie had to come in as well and, and, and give the team maybe a little bit of a, a shot in the arm as well. Those are valuable minutes that Hobie's played because you just never know what could happen down the road with injuries or, or just anything. I mean, illnesses of, you never know. So him getting in there and, and I think the coaching staff obviously wanted to get him in early, but because, you know, Ludwig was playing so well, it was really hard to, to take him out of the net. Right. And so, you know, another thing this team really stands out is the opportunity that some of these guys have, have gotten, you know, you look at Griffin Ness who hasn't played a lot, but when he got inserted, he took advantage of it. Same thing with Hobie Hedquist. He got inserted in there, got valuable minutes uh, against that U.S. Um, exhibition game I thought it was fantastic and overtime you could just see the confidence start brewing and then they came back with him in a tough series against Alaska and that was that was a, a statement and he proved he could play and then they came back with him you know again in an NCHC conference game and he's won so valuable minutes and when you have depth in the goaltending position you can never have too much of that so um, I think the coaching staff's happy with what Hobie's done, and those are valuable minutes that he's gained. Jake, this year's team has produced some some pretty great moments. You've seen some awesome ones in your nine years behind the microphone. Again, you started in the 15-16 season. Do you have a couple that you look back on and think, gosh, I that was such a cool moment to be a part of or to be on the call for? What kind of stands out to you as one of your favorites? Sure. I mean, that first year with that CBS line, when they had that tic-tac-toe goal, I hardly knew what I was doing in the TV booth. I think I said, holy buckets, because I just didn't even know who the players quite were at that time and the numbers. And I mean, that, that, that stands out to be a pretty remarkable one. But, you know, Alex, I mean, working with you, it's, you've helped me so much and, and helped me get better at this. And, and, uh, the the senior nights are always really special for me because I have so much program. I still need UND Green, love the place, um, you know. And and when you're on the broadcast, you you can't always broadcast that because you're trying to stay pretty neutral. So so I'm still a huge UND fan. I love and, and breathe the program. But the the senior nights are really special to me because 
just what the guys have gone through, what they've accomplished, battled through. And they leave as men. This place builds builds men um, to be successful down the road. And, and I kind of pinch myself that I was lucky to be a part of it. And I wouldn't be anywhere near where I'm at without the program. Well, we appreciate uh, you, Jake, and uh, you know all that you've now done for the program and giving back to the program. It means a, a tremendous amount to us, and I know, I know it, it makes a difference too. I, I know you were fortunate enough uh, to to keep uh, Eric Martinson in line uh, in Miami this past weekend, but I guarantee you that um, the guys on the team appreciate seeing you know one of their own back and and kind of doing what you're doing because at the end it's gonna it's gonna end right at some point for these. Guys guys and uh you have to think about how long can i play and then 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 what do i do next oh 90 percent of these guys are going to go pro in something else and i'm just proud of them because like i say the leadership of our coaching staff the you know the standards they hold you to just it, it really sets you up to be an asset to the next thing that you do i mean any any next und hockey player or athlete for that matter is is just the university provides them with such great tools to set themselves up to be successful and quite frankly our alumni and our fan base is very supportive of our student athletes and and because of the connections and the tight bond that our alumni has we're always looking to help out people take care of the und people and that's just something i don't think you get at every program and no one does it better than North Dakota. I get goosebumps when I talk about it because I really truly believe that. And I, I see it time and time again when I when I talk with UND players when they make that move and they go on to do great things in life. And, you know, I'm just I, I love that people driven and determined and wanna succeed. And I love the people that want to give back to the university so we can make it better than it was you know, when we left, I look back, the Ralph Engelstead Arena, we opened up my freshman year. You don't go to many buildings that continually get better. As you cannot even believe it's 21 years old. It's, it's just beautiful. And so the campus right now is just gorgeous. And the people that haven't been back, I've just encouraged them because it's what's brewing at North Dakota from our leadership you know, for our president, um, down to you, Bill, down to everyone. I feel we have people pulling on the same rope, trying to accomplish greatness, not just with hockey, not just with football, but across all lines of the university and athletics. And it's just really fun to see and it's fun to be on campus. Yeah, it's special. I, I got to ask, you mentioned, you know, your freshman year and being stepping on campus from Roseau in 2001. Could you imagine that it would be like this, that you'd feel this type of connection and still have, you know, this level of passion for this place from, from back then? I just, it's just been so neat, I think, to see someone that has gone through this and gone on to have great success professionally, to still feel so close to the place that really made, helped make you who you are in some sense, Jake. Yeah, you know, I mean, I remember being a freshman on campus looking around scared as can be. I mean, you grew up in Rosa where you don't skip class because you can't. You just, you're just, <laughs> Rosa runs a pretty held accountable just by your peers and everyone knows everyone, right? So when you got to campus at North Dakota, I looked around and I felt like I didn't belong and it was just kind of awe and starstruck. And, you know, it, 
is the place just kind of I don't know what it does, but it just does something to you inside where you just feel a part of something special when you go to a place like North Dakota. And coming back with North Dakota into the TV thing was absolutely a blessing because I was busy coaching and I wasn't getting back near enough. I wasn't, you know, everyone gets busy, right? And a lot of people get married, have kids, and they're chasing kids, they're coaching hockey, they're doing all these things. So a lot of our alum in our class, you know, my class particularly, they're raising kids and they're traveling and they're gallivanting so they don't get back as much. The TV allowed me to really get back and, and engage more with the program. And once you get back and you get that taste, boy, it's really hard to get it out of you. You just kind of crave it and want more of it. Going to Grand Forks, North Dakota is just special. You walk into the rink and the smell of the almonds it's just home it's just special and you walk in the press box and you see Alec Johnson and Darren Looker and Martin and, and, and it's just it just brings a smile to your face and then and then you see Alex stroll in and it's just everything about it just makes you really happy and exciting to be just be lucky enough to be involved well, we're lucky to have you, Jake Brandt. I mean, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to get you on uh, just to talk about kind of your your background a little bit and connection to, to UND, and you do a great job. I don't get to listen to you guys too much because I'm actually at the game, right? So uh, <laughs> I, I know you do a great job, but at the end of the day, uh, we're excited that you and Alex are, uh, broadcast our games for sure. I mean, you look at Alex when he first came in, and to watch him come in and the fan favorite of every single person. I mean, Bill, you've been to the Ralph when he gets on there. I mean, it's just so cute and how much everyone loves it. So like just being able to do it with Alex and just watching him just become the best forever. Thankful that I had the opportunity to work with in the business. Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> yes, I'm getting emotional. This, this wasn't the plan for this morning to, to go down this road, but no, the pleasure's been mine. It's been so much fun to work with you, Jake. And uh, no, you've made the last eight years for me because I missed I missed the first year with you, but um, it's just been a blessing and just a joy. And like you said, it's a happy place when you walk into the press box and there's Jake there. It's the people that make it special. And, and that's been my experience as well. So we, we really appreciate you and uh, can't wait for a few more games together. We got, we got a couple more series here before this season's out and maybe a trophy or two to lift before all is said and done. So keep enjoying, keep doing a great job, buddy. We appreciate the time. Appreciate it. And like I say, uh, it's just been an absolute honor and uh, in the top seed and the best seed of the nicest rink in the world. Appreciate you, Jake. Thanks. Thanks again to Jake Brandt for taking some time out of a, a busy schedule. We, we apologize for some of the audio issues. Jake was trying to connect via Zoom and then had to kind of connect through his phone and things aren't always what you want it to be. But hopefully you got what he was saying and the passion that he has for this university. And he's just been, again, I can't say enough about the job that he does and the effort that he takes and the care that he has to tell the stories of the young men on this hockey team and this program to the level that he does. And again, he's driving from Brainerd, Minnesota every weekend to come and do these games. And it's because he loves it because he, he just, this program has meant so much to him. And I think this is just a way for him to give back. And again, he's he does a phenomenal job and is such a great guy to work with. So it was awesome having him on this morning. Yeah, I, I would agree, Alex. And I think what you you heard from Jake was just the passion in his voice. And and I think, you know, the 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 couple times that I'm I'm trying to think how many times really I'm able to listen to y'all because I'm in the rink, right? Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day and doing whatever I do, but, but the end, but the end of the day that you can tell though, you, you all stay 
in a very professional box, I'll say. And and that's where we want uh, us to be at this point in time. And I, I'd say he stays within the 45s, if you will, um, um, or center ice or whatever, the neutral zone, whatever, whatever terminology <laughs> we want to use. But you could tell the passion that he would love to kind of uh, exude during probably the telecast. But I think he he makes sure and understanding that he wants to, in a sense, grow the game too. And he wants to make sure and reach out to the people that might be listening all over the world, literally. And so at the end of the day, but you can tell when you get him in this setting, how passionate he is about UND. Yeah, and he mentioned senior night. And that's that's really where it does come out, where you can see at the end, once the game is over and then and the, the young men that are graduating or are moving on get recognized and his emotions come out because he remembers being on the ice in those moments. And that's when he can really speak about how special it was to play and what it meant to the guys on the ice and how proud he is of their accomplishments. And like then, then you see it. And you don't get to see it very often because he does do his best to be so professional. But it's a great point. Come the 2nd of March when Western Michigan's in town and we get senior day. Like Obviously, you should watch anyway because the Ralph does a phenomenal job of recognizing these young men for the work they've done. But then hearing Jake talk about what this means and what it means to take that last lap around the Ralph and lift your stick. and yeah, it just It's special. And he does a phenomenal job of of doing so in a, in a professional way. So shout out to him. He's been an awesome partner to work with. Yeah. We're excited that we had him today for sure. So it sounds like we got a few things to talk about. We got, uh, got some sports. There's, there's only like everybody playing right now. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, is, uh, it is busy. It is the busy time. Yeah. February things are happening. So certainly winter f- sports in full swing, Spring sports are getting started. Uh, let's run down. We'll, we'll, we'll run around yeah, the mulberry bush yeah. a little bit let's here. Let's do it. Let's do it. We were just talking about hockey. Let's continue in that vein. Um, Bradbury winning his 200th game as head coach. The team winning their fourth in a row. They're on a seven-game unbeaten run now. They're atop the NCHC table. Uh, they're the second team in the country, one of only two to reach 20 wins. It's them in Wisconsin to hit that plateau. Uh, they're coming off a sweep of Miami, the sweep of Denver the week before. Seven points clear, Bill, right now. It's it's really impressive what they have done in the nation's toughest conference. Yeah, I you know, I, I think the the idea of of uh of garnering a point in every single NCHC game is amazing, really. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think uh, you know, the, what's the number right now is 16, 16 in a row. And uh it's just uh amazing. And uh yeah, I mean the guys are guys are playing well and um you know, I still I still think there's a higher level for this team too, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. I think um, I feel like we've played well. I feel like, but I I think I think these guys love playing with each other for each other, and you can tell. And so uh, should be fun as we uh, as we wrap up the final four weekends: two on the road, two at home. It's amazing. Two thirds of the season in the NCHC done. Yeah, as you said, just eight games left before the postseason. It's a good time for a buy just to sort of reset when you hit that two thirds mark, I think. And the team could use a chance to heal up a little bit after a really physical stretch since the New Year's. But great opportunity at CC coming up this week. We've seen the Tigers all of a sudden go on this crazy run. I think they've won six of seven or seven of eight. They're playing great hockey right now. And that really started back at the end of the first half they were starting to peak and then they came to the Ralph and won a couple of overtime games and that's given that team a lot of confidence so a great test with the number three team in the NCHC right now they by the way will be fighting for their 
at-large lives. If they win a couple of yeah. games yeah. against UND, all of a sudden they're in the top 14 in the pairwise and are feeling great. So they'll be very motivated to pick up some wins there. And like you said, then home against UMD, home against Western, and they'll finish the season on the road at Omaha. And so it's it's a sprint now. Now it's it's all down to these last couple of games to decide the regular season championship. And then you transition to postseason. It's just crazy that we're at this point, by the way. I it's, know. Just, it's wild that we're here and that the season's coming to a close soon, which is just all the more reason why. You just invest in this team. If you've been paying attention, special yep. things are happening. We've been saying it since they beat Manitoba 10-0. Like, this team could be pretty good. And they've yep. lived up to that over the course of the season. Get get out. Enjoy. I, seats are probably not even available. But if they are, go check it out and try and get to the Ralph to see one of these last four regular season home games. And then unless something crazy happens, obviously hosting in the postseason as well, plenty of opportunity to support this team and go along for what could be a really special ride this spring. Yeah, it's a huge it's a huge week for the team this week to be able to hit a little bit of a reset. Um, just just kind of clear your head and uh, and then really here we go. Stretch drive. Right. I mean, then it's pedal to the metal. And uh, you're right. Going to the Springs uh, will be uh, I watched them play uh on saturday evening and uh yeah they're just playing good hockey they they kind of know who they are and they play to that identity and style and so we'll have our hands full when we go to uh ropes and arena yeah i think UND might want to give maybe a little payback to what happens right before christmas which which yeah. helps a little bit from a motivational standpoint maybe. All, the, all the games have been close i mean all these games between these two teams That's the right. last two years have been one goal games essentially yep. a lot of overtimes a couple yep. ties Big games on the way for Bradbury and company. Congrats again to Bubs on 200 wins. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's, I should have mentioned that as well. I appreciate you uh, mentioning it right at the top when we're talking hockey. But 200 wins, um, yeah, I, I think he's, uh, you know, as you can tell, a uh, pretty humble guy. Um, wants it not to be about him ever. And so uh, it's always about the team. And uh, that's what we love about Brad. Yeah, so much consistency with this group. I think they've averaged 20 three wins per season in his eight plus years. And it's just every year you're, you're right there and fighting for a championship. And, and that's the case again this season. So best of luck to that group as they move forward with their season with eight games to go before the playoffs. Another team bill that is playing pretty well right now would be Paul Sather's group. Six wins in a row after an 0-3 start to Summit League play. They're now tied with South Dakota State atop the league standings. They're coming off a fantastic back and forth rivalry win against North Dakota State at home and in front of a a tremendous crowd as part of a doubleheader. What have you seen with the men's basketball squad that's allowed them to really turn a corner now over the last couple of weekends? Yeah, I mean, I think they, uh, you know, it, it, and Paul has mentioned this, it, it was a little uh, odd after uh, the Christmas break. Um, we had that ice storm. There's no, no excuses. Like at the end of the day, uh, this is everyone deals with stuff, but we just were a little bit out of rhythm. I, th- I think when we came back from the uh, Christmas break and uh, I think we've kind of found our footing again and you can just tell, especially with Tyree back and, and now he's, he's going to, um, you know, play 30, 32 minutes, somewhere in that range, maybe more. And, and at the end of the day, he's going to have the ball in his hand. So it, I think the team had to kind of work that through a little bit as well. But yeah, I, I, you know, what's been fun about the team, I'll be honest with you, is we're kind of finding ways to win different ways. Mm-hmm. And when you win a 60 to 58 game <laughs> and then you score in the 90s, and you can kind of do everything in between. 
gives you a chance. And I thought uh, I kind of rewatched the game on Sunday and uh, held uh, North Dakota State to five points in the last 733. Mm. So now points were at a premium that day, and it felt like possessions almost were like worth two possessions. That's what it felt like. And, uh, but you know, I, I think the guys found a way, I mean, I, that's about as simple as I can tell you. I, like, I just feel like sometimes you just see teams and they, they just have trust in each other and it feels like they have some trust going on right now. So, you know, knock on wood, if you haven't seen these guys play a couple games this week here, Thursday and Saturday, um, you know, we have a lot, a lot of competitions going on. Majority of them are not in Grand Forks, but we do have two home games this weekend, Thursday night in the Betty against Omaha, and then Saturday against Kansas City uh, uh, at 1 o'clock. So 7 o'clock on Thursday, 1 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, two big games. And this has been a Summit League season that has seen... Oh, yeah. Really, the parody has been unprecedented. Uh, it's unbelievable. Where anybody can meet anybody. That And that's why all these wins that they've been able to rack up have been so impressive. And it... There just isn't any easy out. And we've seen that like Omaha is capable of beating anybody. Same thing with Kansas City. Same thing with, with USD is at the bottom of the league. They've beaten North Dakota State and St. Thomas this season, who most people would consider two of the better teams in the league. So just there's not a lot of separation between first no. and last. So no. two big games coming up, even if people might look at that and think, oh, well, Omaha or Kansas, whatever. they're huge games. All these games are big. Um, and another opportunity for this group to continue moving forward. Special shout out, by the way, to Amar Kulijovic, who's the Summer League Player yeah. of the Week. He averaged 14 points, 15 rebounds in those wins this past weekend yep. against South Dakota and North Dakota State. Hit the game-winning shot against the Bison on Saturday. Talk about a great addition to this group to give them some toughness and an interior presence inside. Just another example of this coaching staff identifying somebody Yep. who was a Juco kid that wasn't necessarily like a top, top, highly regarded player. Yeah. And knowing, that, hey, this guy can help us. He's going to offer something we don't have. And he's stepped into the starting lineup really right around the start of the conference season and That's has right. been lights out for this team. Yeah, since. he has. And, you know, I, uh, you know, teams are all a jigsaw puzzle and he fits a, a, a piece that that allows T to kind of stretch the defense a little bit too. And then he can kind of work down low, but, but, you know, Amar kind of gets his lunch pail and, uh, and goes to work down low. And, uh, you know, he, he likes to pick up the scraps and uh, for him to walk out and uh, have a, have an arena filled and um, step to the free throw line with nobody around you and hit two pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just awesome. All these guys stepping up for that group. So big stretch for North Dakota men's hoops. Six games in a row on the winning side. The women, meanwhile, have hit a bit of a, a rough patch. They've played some good teams the last couple of weeks, but Mallory Bernhard and company now kind of in the, the that middle third still of the Summit League standings as they try yep. and find some traction here midway through the season. Yeah, we have to just keep getting better. Uh, that was my at least message to to uh, in a conversation that I had with her is that th- this team, you know, much like where we were last year, maybe on the men's side to some degree, you're, you're trying to find your footing for the entire four. 40 minutes. And, and I think there's times in each half, uh, let's call them two to four minutes that it, it, it doesn't go great. And, and, and you find yourself chasing the game a little bit. And uh, I thought we played pretty well. I mean, I, I, you're going to say you're, you're crazy. You gave up 101 points. Well, I, I did think the game was just up and down. That's kind of the game that was being played and down initially 18 to cut it all the way to two, just couldn't get over the hump. 
And then once you spread that back again, it's hard to come back again twice. So, uh, yeah, I, I think um, better, but we've got to continue to get consistency. I think that's what this team um, needs. Now, having said that, they have a lot of, uh, um, I would say, inexperienced player getting a lot of miles on their odometer. Which is going to pay dividends for the future, whether that's, whether that's later on this season when, when, we, when March comes around or next year when these young women who are freshmen and sophomores who are playing big minutes become sophomores and juniors. That's right. There's a lot of talent on this group. It's just a matter of trying to figure it out. And they, they've just had a couple of mental mistakes where you see the youth come out yep. like that St. Thomas game. You're, yep. you're within two. It's close. A couple of turnovers here and then things spiral. All of a sudden you're down big at the half. It's like, how did that happen? I know. And it was kind of the same thing at the start of the NDSU game as well. And it's just, it's just those fine margins, against, especially against good teams, that they yep. can make you pay for those lapses. And that's what's happened to North Dakota here in this that's little right. losing skid. But again, opportunity now on the road. Omaha and Kansas City coming up this weekend, away from home. And then two more at the Betty before they finish with three on the road. So it feels like a big four-game stretch against four yep. teams that are kind of right where UND is at or a little below them in the table. To yep. perhaps climb a little bit before you have to finish against the other Dakota schools away from home. That's right. That's right. I I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. The indoor track and field season also is underway. They've been busy again, kind of traversing the upper Midwest and beyond. They were just in Fargo this past weekend with three more individual titles at the Bison Open. Half the group will go out to Boston this coming weekend to Boston University. The other half will be a, a little closer to home in Brookings uh, at South Dakota State. And then, really, Bill, there's one more meet after that in Grand Forks. Yep. And then it's the Summit League Indoor Championships in Fargo. So there's just, yep. we're in championship month now. Now you want to start peaking we and are. getting ready. 23rd, 24th uh, in yep. Fargo would be the championship season for final Indians. Final month, right? Before mm-hmm. we start really starting uh, to bring out the hardware. Yeah, so it's exciting that we've hit that point in the season. Uh, women's and men's tennis also still kind of in the early travel portion of the season. Both have been kind of around the country. The men picking up home sweeps over Gustavus and Lindenwood this past weekend. They'll be on the road to Colorado coming up. The women will be down in Nebraska for a bit. Both have home meets coming up late, later this month, the 23rd, the 25th, the 26th, the start of March. So there's some chances to catch those teams play at choice at the end of the month. But there'll be a lot of traveling for the men and women coming up the next couple of weeks. No doubt about it. Yep. Uh, and then the only other big story coming out, um, not, a, not a winter or spring sport, but football with uh, some coaching news, Bill, that you wanted to address that came up this past week. Yeah. You know, so uh, we're excited, uh, you know, that we're uh, able to hire Isaac Frechty as our offensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, I'll call it, you know, certainly interesting. Every every situation is interesting. Um, you know, I, I do uh, get some information from, from folks that sometimes want me to be in a sense, more transparent on certain things when it comes to personnel issues. I, I guess I I'm just going to address it on the pod here today. Cause I, I think there were some folks that was hoping that I, I would do this. I, I would be incredibly um, negligent if I ever talked about folks' personnel situation. And so at the end of the day, I know this, as long as I've been in this, we've got about, Oh, let's just say 80, 85 full-time employees. Each one of them has their own life. Each one of them has their own journey. Each one of them makes choices on what, you know, is going to be next for them. And so I just hope while I sit in this chair, I support them. And at the end, um, I know this, uh, we are in an industry and intercollegiate athletics where it's a bit transient. 
it's um, we have competitive folks. They they want to go um, and, and try to figure out sometimes what is next. Sometimes it could be um, after a certain amount of years or it could be a lot less than that. Who knows? Um, but I never, ever dig so deep into the fact that others will make their own choices on what transpired. What what our job is to, to do is to make sure we put our programs in the best possible position moving forward with new opportunities with new folks. And so I, I, I say that, and, and I'm being a bit cryptic to some degree, Alex, but at the end of the day, it's not fair for me ever to talk specifically about anyone's situation. And then we're just excited when there's opportunities that occur. Eventually, what's going to end up happening, especially in on the football side, We've got 11 full-time coaches. We're going to end up having two that departed, two, two positions. If you look around the country, that's probably on the lower end, I'll be honest with you, of how many times people depart the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. during the coaching cycle, so to speak. And so all that to be said, we're excited about next year, excited about where we've been. We know we're kind of knocking on the door. We know where we want to go. So, uh, and excited about Isaac and then, uh, whoever our new offensive line coach will end up being, which, uh, knock on wood, hopefully we'll be, uh, announcing that when this comes out, who knows, we might even have it announced at that point. Might ever be out there. Look at that. So Isaac Fruchtian is the new offensive coordinator. Also Derek Stein is the new strength and conditioning coach for the football team that was just announced the other day as well. So starting to put the pieces together, uh, but still in a group that is pretty stable. There's not a ton of change. Bubba Schweigert's still leading the charge. And for the most part, pretty much everybody that was there last year is coming back with those two exceptions. So good stuff there. Thank you for addressing that. Anything else to address, Bill, from a UND or NCAA perspective before we flip over? You know, the last thing I was going to say is... um... You know who else is starting this week too is softball's on the road. I know. How about Mm -hmm. that? I mean, so they will uh, spend a lot of time, as you might imagine, on the road. Um, They're excellent students. They really, really are. But, uh, but yeah. So we uh, we start that whole uh, juncture, and I talked to Coach Stevens, and he just said, you know, he's trying to be smart about how to either come back to when to come back to Grand Forks and then when to go play as well. So it's always tricky when you're a Northern school playing softball. Yeah, because you're going south a lot. A lot, of, a lot of trips south, a lot of trips west. <laughs> yep. And that's it's neat that that will get started for those young women coming up. And exciting times for softball. Again, a new facility coming in the not-so-distant no future. It's good things happening with, with Jordan Stevens and that sport coming up as well. So B-side-wise, Super Bowl week is coming up, which is always exciting. We got, we got our, our matchup between San Francisco and Kansas City. Before we get into some other stuff, what's your pick for this weekend, Bill? Who you got? Hmm. Um, Mahomes. <laughs> he's he's a hard guy to pick against so it's probably safe safe but i feel like it was like similar to last year where i thought philly might be the better team but kansas city finds ways they've been in big games um maybe it's san francisco's year i i think their roster from one to 53 is probably deeper than kansas city's but hard to pick against that guy yeah should be a good game how about you i would pro- i would be with you probably it just feels like maybe this is I don't want to say inevitable, but Kansas City just seems like the steadier of the two teams. And they've kind of figured it out down the stretch after having some lumps in the regular season. What do we always say? You want to play your best 
at the end of the season, regardless of sport, they're playing their best right now on both they sides are, of the ball. They are playing their best, and I've been impressed with their defense. Their defense has yeah. been very, very good, and but I think they've done just a really good job all the way around. It was just hard for me to imagine all the big games they've been in recently that it's going to be a, a challenge for uh, for San Francisco to – I. I think match it, but who knows? I mean, uh, of course, uh, you know, last year's game could have literally went either way as well. Mm-hmm. Vegas, baby. Should be fun this Sunday. Should be should be a good matchup between those two. Uh, Soccer-wise, both of our teams kind of had tough weekends. Uh, Spurs coming back to action in the Premier League and gave up a late, late, late equalizer to Everton and then Liverpool playing Arsenal. Uh, did not cover themselves in glory in one particular moment and lose three to one. We're still in front, still got a two point gap, but they don't control their destiny anymore now with that loss because Man City has a game in half and is right behind them. So interesting times as we shift the calendar over to February, Bill, in the EPL. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, we say this probably at the in the pod right around this time every year is kind of feels like it's going to be Man City's to lose. I think Arsenal and Liverpool kind of have separated themselves a bit. I think those are the top three. And then I think you got a number of teams, Tottenham being one of them, mm-hmm. trying to vie for that fourth spot. I mean, Villa's been playing very, very well, but there's a couple um, – Clubs that are just, you know, breathing down those two teams' neck as well. So, yeah, I, I wasn't too dis- – I you, you're disappointed that you don't get all three points because you give up a late a late equalizer on the road, but it happens. It happens. Don't give up the corner. <laughs> don't, don't give up the corner in that situation. In the 94th minute against Everton. Um, the uh, I, I sent you a tweet from Ange. Pastacoglu at a press conference following the January transfer window slamming shut. And when she appeared at first to be really disappointed that they hadn't signed a player, it seemed like there was some real strife between him and the board. And then he finishes and it's like a joke about uh, Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari or something like that. And he just, just had the press room like on edge. And then it, it was just a joke the whole time. Ange has jokes. He's got the jokes, Bill. Ange is incredibly gifted behind a microphone. That's what I will say. He is, uh, he, he's, uh, he's, a, he's tremendous order. He really is. And, uh, everything that you read about, um, uh, some of the, uh, guys that have come over to, to Tottenham since he's been there is just you know, the, the phone call kind of put me over the edge, mm-hmm. you know, that I want to be part of, part of whatever he's doing there. And so, uh, so that's exciting. I, I mean, they, they've got a bunch of young guys that, uh, you know, they they seem to be getting guys back right now. They'll get, be getting a, uh, they'll make a push here, but there's, I think we talked about it a couple, uh, a couple of pods ago, but they, they have like a four match stretch that is just, uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it goes Arsenal, Liverpool, City, and I think uh, Newcastle. I think that's four in a row at some point, like in April. But they should have everybody back then, and they'll only be playing once a week. So mm-hmm. if there's any way to eke out points at that point in time, maybe that's the way to do it. Getting Sun back will be big. Asian yeah. Cup will wrap up. You'll get that. That's going to be a huge boost to this team down the stretch. Did you watch any of those matches? I actually watched. Uh, mm the one where he scored in uh extra time from a set piece. Did you see the highlights of that at I, all? I saw the Jurgen Klinsmann reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Which was great. Uh, it was, um, you know, the, the Tottenham fan and you should be rooting really for them to be knocked out. Right. Mm-hmm. I, it was awesome. It, he's such a good guy. Like he's yeah. such a good guy that that meant so much 
to him, but we should be getting Basuma back. I know they lost. So uh, so Saturday, we should be getting closer to a full squad. Uh, last thing, Theo Epstein is back in the Red Sox. Just one word on what it means to have Theo back in our lives, Bill. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> right? Pretty cool. Part owner and advisor to Fenway Sports Group. So let the good times roll. Here's the sneaky thing that's really good about it is so Breslow was a player when he was there. He actually started his career with the Cubs um, and as whatever he was doing with Chicago, kind of doing all the pitching type stuff. Uh, and now he's the GM. And so he's really connected to him. Theo's been there, done that. He doesn't want to be a GM. He doesn't want to be pouring through minor league stuff for rule five drafts. I mean, but at least he's now a phone, literally a phone call away or an office away or whatever you want to call it. So I think it's awesome. And I think that will be really, really beneficial for the Red Sox at this point in time, even from just a mouthpiece from FSG. And then FSG's got a lot going on. I mean, they're going to have to end up, I, I mean, we didn't even talk about you having to replace Jurgen Klopp. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I first of all, you don't replace him. But you're going to have to replace them. It'll be interesting to see what happens. We we almost had a emergency pod special last week when that news broke. That was, I was not prepared to lose Jurgen. The emergency pod could have been very emotional, though. <laughs> I think I think we would have had to carry carry someone through. It would have been tough. It would have been it tough to get. It through. would have been tough. He's been great. He's been great. I, and I all right. Last thing I'll say, and then we're done. Is um, do you think he's going to be U.S.'s coach? Did I no. read that somewhere? No. no. You think it'll be German's coach? That would be the potentially next landing spot you think in so? about 18 months. I think he needs a break. This has been his trajectory. He 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 gives everything to a club and there's a shelf life about 7 honestly the previous stops 7 years or so and then he burns out, he takes about a year off and then he comes back. Now obviously he's getting older. So I don't know if his time off will be mm. longer than it has been or if he walks away completely, but he basically has said I'm not managing in England again. He's probably not going to manage club football again. I could see him going and, and managing the German national team ahead of the 2026 World Cup. I could see that as being the next possible stop. But you never know. He's his own man. He can do whatever he wants to. But he's been tremendous. These have been the best nine years of my life as a soccer fan. And it's because of that man. Well, he he's he's absolutely tremendous. He uh, if you're on the other side, he makes you cringe. But at the end of the day, the football that his that team has played over the course of time has been tremendous. Put a microphone in front of him, and you don't know what's going to happen at some point in time. He's always sad about that early that early window. Does not like that early window. Does Screws not up the like schedule. Who wants to eat pasta at seven a.m. Bill? He's got he a point. Does not like that twelve thirty window. <laughs> does not. It's just that that that's the rule of the day. I just hate U.S. coach. How about that? It, it would be awesome. It's not going to happen, but it would be awesome. That'd be a cool thing. That'll be a cool thing. I'm just going to. Mm, I trust I'm you implicitly gonna... with that. I, I I thought maybe there was something there. Mm, you're like shutting that right down. Yeah, sorry. Not I can happening. dream. Not happening. No. So. <laughs> Sounds good. You got a staff meeting to go lead. I got to like, we got to get out of here. But big thanks to Bill Chaves. Obviously, as always, great to chat. Thanks to Jake Brandt for jumping on. Thanks to our behind the scenes crew with Alec and Paul running the show. I'm Alex Heinert. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Enjoy all the great UND athletics that are on the way ahead.